Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. And we are excited that you're here tonight. It is going to be a fantastic evening as we talk about Disneyland's 66th anniversary or birthday, whichever one you want to call it. Honestly, it's all good. It's interchangeable. It is. And uh, we're also going to talk about Mickey's PhilharMagic. We're going to talk about Oga's Cantina, Blue by You. Um, things. Things. Uh, some changes happening at Disney Parks Experiences and Products which yeah. are interesting. And also uh, a new trailer Ch that Ch came Ch out Chip for Chip and Dale. Dale, if we get to that and have time. Uh, so we are glad you joined us, buddy pals. And uh, what should people do, Katie? You go to geekscorner.live. And from there, there should be a cute little chat function where you could engage in the conversation. And we can see what you have to say on a screen that is right in front, in front of, us. of us. It's so, amazing how that worked. I will tip my cowboy hat to you, buddy pals. That is right. And uh, before we get into this week's topics, I do want to remind you, if you are booking a Disney trip anytime in the near future, or not the near future, that's fine too, book through Mouseways Travel. They are our partners in, well, not crime, in travel. Uh <laughs> But they are the official travel partner of Daps Magic, and you can do that by going to mouseways.com slash dapsmagic, and you will get your best deals, get the most magic, and you'll also be supporting Daps Magic. So everybody wins. Yay! That's right. All right. On Saturday, it was Disneyland's 66th anniversary, and we were there. What is crazy to me is we were there from opening to closing and i can't tell you that doesn't happen very it was often. so funny rewatching the vlog today because i had this moment halfway through i was like oh we really went from open to close yeah that is not something we have done in a very long time um yeah and you know my body the next day felt that we did open to close yes yeah. yeah i'm still feeling that we did open to close on saturday i'm not um but that's something we haven't done in a very long time probably since our like last trip to Disney World or something. Like I could not tell you the last time I did that at Disneyland. So it was a good day. It was a great day. Very true. Um so what were some of the highlights for you? Oh gosh, Oga's Cantina. Okay. For sure. We'll get to that. Um I got to go to Blue Bayou for the first time. Also we'll get to that. Which I had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh it was also just really nice to see fireworks, to see cavalcades, um, just to have live entertainment. Um back in some capacity at the Disneyland Resort was really, really nice. Um, so on top of the experience, we got to have the things that were accessible to just everyday guests were really nice. And so I was a very happy camper on Saturday. That is true. And for the Disneyland anniversary birthday thing, I don't know which one to call Anna it. Birthday Anna birthday anniversary. Um, spell that. No. <laughs> Disneyland had two cavalcades, a cupcake, don't forget the cupcake. Don't forget and cupcake. Then they also had something else. What was the third thing? I'm spacing the third thing. Let us know in the comments. Hopefully somebody else remembers. I don't know. I am to I looked at this this afternoon. I was like, oh yeah, there was that too. Um, anyway, we did not get a cupcake. No. Because generally, you know what a Disney cupcake tastes like. Sugar. It's sugar. And when it's really it's hot, sugar. you don't need more sugar necessarily. No. We were drinking lots and lots of water, and that was our focus. Yes. We did see the cavalcades, though. It happened at 1145 and 145. And what did you think of said cavalcades, Katie? I thought it was amazing. Um, I said it in the vlog, maybe. I feel like I did. 
I don't remember at this point, but it was really nice just to see that many characters in one place because right now um, with all the restrictions and everything in place, you're seeing a lot of uh, characters spaced out, not standing next to each other or whatever. Um, So it was fun just to see that many characters and that mix of characters in the same place, like to see a mix of movies and princesses and things like that uh i loved it It was just really high energy really fun um i hadn't seen any cavalcades that have come back to the disneyland Mm -hmm. resort so i was very i was very happy it was just one of those things that i couldn't help but smile while i was watching it and it was a step towards parades um so it was mickey in the fire fire truck yes then it was a disneyland band and then there's a bunch of characters around the omnibus that had what chip dale and minnie mouse and a couple other people Donald in it. Might have been up Donald there. was in it too. There weren't a lot of characters in the omnibus. They're more around the outside, which is fine. It was cool. Um, I thought that I thought it was fun because they kind of did what the Disneyland band is already doing during its like little cavalcade moment. I don't know what you want to call that, but where they go up and down uh, Main Street USA. It was basically that music yeah. as they went from stop to stop and they stopped in four spots, just like they have in previous years. And then they sang happy birthday and, which is why it gets confusing because technically it's anniversary, but they sing happy birthday. So you're like, and I don't know. the announcement, the overhead announcement says, please join us in wishing Disneyland a very happy birthday. Yeah. So who knows? I say birthday. I say anniversary. It's however I'm feeling that day. Yeah. Um, Anna birth of Anna, Anna birth- birthday Anna birthday anniversary. Yes. Thank you, Mike. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I, I almost wish they could have just kept doing more of them throughout the day because they were very charming and uh, and wonderful. And um, I would have liked if they could have done like one more song standing in place and had the characters do a, the like the around yeah the omnibus or the whole cavalcade thing because I just think that adds that much more to it and it's an easy addition. Um, it was weird because they didn't announce the times to see like nobody waiting for these things and then suddenly music plays and you just see everything comes in and there's suddenly lots of people yes but even then lots of people was not a ton of people because the second cavalcade we watched from town square and then i followed it up with the live stream a bit and i was able to get to the front row of the first three yeah show stops of four and i just didn't want to walk all the way up to small world it's otherwise i'm fairly certain i could have gotten that as well but just because the crowds were that scattered, like they, they were coming in, but there was still every 10 feet or so you could get to the front row. So um, I thought that was interesting and different and kind of a sign of where we're at with reopening where any other year it would have been packed the for entire sure. route for both times with millions, not millions, but thousands of people feels like millions, millions, millions and millions but it would have been packed the entire time. And especially that second cavalcade, I remember just before it started, like you hear the music and I looked up main street and like the streets empty. Yeah. Like there's nobody waiting on the side. And that was just um, very surreal. Actually, like both cavalcades at the beginning before, right before they started, it was, yeah, there's nobody waiting. And that's just, it's eerie. It's weird. Yeah. There were not 66 characters. I don't characters. think there were 66 characters. No. And there we was, didn't count, though, to be fair. And there was no, um, what do they call it, flash mobs? 
<laughs> There's no Darn. flash mob either. Okay. Yeah. That was actually the funny thing was that we ran into Murray in Town Square and we were talking about last year's live stream we did for the 65th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Where we recapped the last 10 years. Yeah, of, that was fun. Um, Disneyland birthdays and how they added a character and... That's a very fun live stream if you ever want to yeah, go back uh, and look at it. It's kind of fun. Watch two hours of Disneyland Nostalgia. birthday celebration. Yeah. Uh, it's very fun. But then you want to watch us lose our mind progressively over two hours. Hey, that's how it happens in most live streams. It's good. That's true. <laughs> um, so the Cavalcades, a lot of fun. Um, another thing that came to the Disneyland Resort on July 17th for its birthday, I'm going to say, is Mickey's PhilharMagic's new scene with Coco in it. And... Um, I, I liked it. Okay. I keep going back and forth on this because I actually thought it was a really solid addition. And I've seen lots of people um, saying it's a very jarring transition. And I actually disagree. Okay. Because he went through a cloud or something, which is, is the universal way to transition in any of these shows, whether it's now well, Soren or... Into Peter Pan, I think. So I think it goes through a cloud. Yeah. And and it was fine because then you went into Coco and yes it it's it's Pixar animation versus twenty year old Disney animation, yeah. but Donald stayed basically the same, mm-hmm. and like it didn't become a different Donald. And to me, Donald throughout Philhar Magic is going into the feel and the um, the I guess the the storytelling style of each story he's jumping into. So like when he hops into Lion King, it is very, you know, almost paper feeling. Yeah. And, and so that's not like, I don't think like they could update that today and it wouldn't look a whole lot different. Cause that's just a stylistic choice that they made. Um, Peter Pan had a very Peter Pan feel to mm-hmm. it. And, in almost that Peter Ellenshaw uh, direction, but so it didn't really throw me off throwing him into a new a new scene in that regard. And I thought it was fun. And like, I don't know that it was my favorite segment in in the show. Um, but it also I didn't think it was poorly done in any way. What do yeah. you think? I super love it. I think it's uh, really fun, really colorful. Um, I loved the energy of it. I think the energy of Coco is just great anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think putting Donald in the world of Coco was amazing. Yeah. Um, especially, I love how obviously you have to incorporate what is going, what's going to be the uh, crazy shenanigans that is going to get the hat away from Donald. I think they did that really well. Nicely. And they teased it in this. It was a fun, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I loved it. I think it's great. The only thing, and it's not even the scenes before or after it, it was, and I've, I've thought this for a long time, the Aladdin scene always looks a little bit aged anyway. Um, but not the entire scene, just the characters. <laughs> just the characters, you're Like correct. Aladdin and Jasmine don't... The animation is not yes. awesome, and that's fine, like the, the, everything else, but... It particularly looks a little bit more aged after you have watched the Coco scene, in my opinion. And that's the only that's the only scene in my head that I've ever really kind of watched and gone, oh, that kind of looks aged. Um, And so to me, that was amplified by putting a new scene before it. The other scenes, I 
I think still kind of look fine. Well, and and I think I agree with you on Aladdin and Jasmine, but I would disagree with you on the world that they're flying through because I actually think that's one of the most beautiful. Like that was the only moment where when they're soaring up above Agrabah where I'm like, oh, we're really actually up high. Yeah. And one of my, I think, critic uh, criticisms of it being in Disney California Adventure is the letterboxing that they have to do for it. It, it just doesn't have, yeah. like, I will flat out say, as I was going through and seeing all this, it's like, I can't wait to see this in Florida. Oh, for sure. Because And, and the other thing I had in my head was, like, I really wish I'd seen it in Florida first. Because it would just be that much more immersive. Because I could see they did the animation for the side walls. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, you know, it's it's this instead of this. Like, and it's it's a weird location still. I think for it, and it's fun. But I don't know. I love PhilharMagic being in Disneyland. Like, I like that we got a PhilharMagic. I wish that we had the Muppets and PhilharMagic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm really excited to see it in Walt Disney World. It'll be there when we go later this year. Yes. In theory. I think they're aiming for the 50th. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, I didn't know if there was an official date out for that. I don't believe so. So I really hope that it's there um, so that we can see it. Because, I mean, either way, I'm excited to see Magic and Magic Kingdom. But hopefully Coco will be there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that would be a blast. And I think this opens the door for putting different scenes in it'll be interesting to see if at some point they swap out some of the scenes for different movies newer movies older movies whatever um like i'd be curious to see if they could do that just because i think the show lends itself to it and the way they've done it is really good i agree only muppets that's that's the way it should be um so two thumbs up still for mickey's philhar magic for the the actual theater meh we'll see um i'm not gonna rate that It'll be two thumbs up for everything once we see it in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But uh, moving right along, we also, after we went and saw uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic, we did see Spider-Man Fly Through the Sky, which is still really cool. Then headed back on over to Disneyland and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where we went to Oga's Cantina. And I will, I'm just going to go on record saying, since reopening, other than maybe Alfresco, pre-reopening, so that's actually not technically under the reopening. I would say Oga's right now has the best guest experience for any dining location in the resort that's public. I would agree with you. Um, I think their customer service was fantastic. They've turned down the music a little bit, so it's easier to hear. Yes. Uh, the the drinks were fantastic. The um, The entire atmosphere and like the whole thing worked really well. And things were going above and beyond at Oga's that um, I feel like a lot of the other restaurants and dining locations in the parks, they're just struggling to get by or you're hearing excuses or yes, it's going to take 35, 45 minutes for you to get your mobile order, even though we said it was here. Like, and a lot of these things are happening and I don't fault anybody for this. Like it's a very tough time, especially to be working in foods. However, um, Oga's, has just excelled and I haven't been back to Trader Sam's since it reopened clocky. So um, I can't tell you that, but for the moment I'm going to say Oga's um, 
they just nailed everything and and they keep tweaking the menu and they're adding new things and they're trying to make better things and there's actual well there was actual food on the menu <laughs> yeah um and they're 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 trying to progress and they're trying to excel as opposed to i feel like a lot of the places you you you're they're like well we're going to get to that or yeah a lot of places they have taken those gradual steps and right now they're kind of like this is the best we can do as where i feel like ogas came back with the vengeance yeah. ogas is like oh you missed us for 14 we're gonna, months we're going to show it's, you how much you missed it's us it's the full experience uh, i feel like amplified to a thousand and i feel like they're coming back better than ever um i think it's just going to keep coming back better because i think if they came like say ogas was here pre-closure i feel like they came back here and i think that as time goes on it's just gonna keep going up yeah and um, and i will flat out say every other restaurant we came to if they were here they're making their way back up to there yeah and you know some of it's sourcing food some of it's lots of things going on but for whatever reason ogas has excelled it was amazing yeah so we had such a great experience and i really love i know you already said it i love that they turned the music down a little bit yep just because i like being able to talk to the people i'm with well and you could experience it that much more and, yeah. and you so. could actually tell what was going on when everything went down like you just there was so much more you happening get was... a lot more vibe of the cantina that way when you can hear what's going on at the bar when you can hear kind of the conversations that are going and on it actually too. made it feel more star wars yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the other place that we ate, so two thumbs up for Ogas. If you haven't gotten a reservation, I highly suggest doing it Run. or try to do the standby uh, list thing as well. Either are great. Um, you will have a blast. Um, and just go in with an, expect, an expectation to have a blast. And you will. Thank you. Uh, we also ate at Blue Bayou, which was also quite nice. Uh, the food was, I'm going to say two thumbs up. Um we each had um, basically steak and lobster and um, and mashed potatoes, which in my world is like basically as good as it gets. Um, I thought the steak was perfectly prepared. They did a fantastic job seasoning it. It looked like they they put butter on it and all that fun jazz. So um, the lobster, if the steak was a 9.5, which I think it probably was, like that to me was the best bite of the day. Um, I'm going to say... The lobster was a 7.5 or an 8. It was very good, but because the steak was so good, yeah, I agree. the lobster was just like, oh, this is good lobster, whereas the steak was like, oh, this is great steak. And so that didn't, um, like, I kind of wish they'd been like, oh, this is really good steak and really good lobster as opposed to great steak and really good lobster. Yeah. Um, just because I think they would have balanced out a little bit more. Um, the mashed potatoes, the gravy was great. The butters was great. Um, the kale, not so great. Like, I, I just think they forgot to put salt on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's how people like it. I don't know. Um, the carrots were carrots. They weren't super exciting. So, um, but overall, I thought the main course was was great. Delicious. I was, dad. no. My food I'm review was think, comprehensive. I'm still thinking about that food because yeah. it was so good. Like, I keep looking at pictures and being like, man, I wish I could eat this yeah. again. So two thumbs up for that. And and that's definitely reaching out for the critique. Um, You cannot beat the view and the atmosphere in there. And because there's fewer tables, you're a little bit more spread out. So it actually, I liked that as well. Um, dessert was fantastic. Also, we had uh, creme brulee with some berries and stuff on top of it. Um, that was good. And um, 
like you, you couldn't go wrong with any of that. And then we had the, uh, the hurricane was also quite good. Um, the part that wasn't so good is the music. <laughs> the music was loud. It was upbeat. It didn't quite fit with the, the vibe of the room. Um, and I think if you were closer to where the pirate was playing or the guy was playing the banjo, it would feel even weirder. Um, but maybe they'll change that at some point. Like that would be my, my only critique of where I was kind of like, eh, I could, and it was really loud where we were like, not yeah, well, we overly were by loud. A speaker, I think we were right by where it was coming out, but, um, um, yeah, I'm all, I, I'm all about to die for meals. Um, me too. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was two thumbs up. It was great. Uh, I'm trying to compare it. Actually, I'll ask you, what did you think of it compared to Cafe Orleans? Oh, it was way better for me. Okay. Uh, like as much as I loved the three brie or the three cheese Monte Cristo that mm-hmm. I had. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, I would take Blue Bayou like a million times over. It also might be because like I was really, really hot the day that we had um, Cafe Orleans. So all I, like when I think of Cafe Orleans, I think of the fact that we were eating hot food outside where it was hot, mm-hmm. um, and I was like trying to just down water. Everybody was downing water. Yeah, yeah, we were. I think about that day a lot. Okay, um, but that was still a great meal and a great experience. I just had so much fun at Blue Bayou. It was a great relaxing time. Yeah, like I, I it truly took me out. So of, like, worth my it or not worth it? Oh, totally worth okay. it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, also in the evening, we saw Mickey's Mixed Magic again. We watched it from, um, the area by It's a Small World. Great place to watch. You don't have to wait as long. Um, Main Street and the hub was full an hour before It was very started. full. So that wasn't such a good idea. And then they had a cute closing moment that they're doing every night, um, where the characters have banners to say goodnight and it's very sweet and little banners are waving too. And one thing we didn't mention is for the 66th, they were also wearing their uh, Mickey celebration. Uh, That's what it was. Outfits. No, there's something else that they had. I, I, it'll come to me in like two hours. Okay. Um, I have eaten at club 33 and it is delicious. And I would say it's better than by you. <laughs> um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a few steps up above them. However, there. I would say my favorite restaurant um, food wise at the resort is Napa Rose. I, I just think that's the the top of the top. See, and I'd love to go to Steakhouse Fit. All right. Moving right along to things that are moving away. Did you see what I did there? I did. I that was did pretty good, huh? Uh, was a transition. About 2,000 jobs are being moved from California to Florida from Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Um, this basically is anything not completely focused on, yes, we are hearing the constant cricket sound. It's right outside the door that is closed. Um, sorry. It's like the old days. Do you remember the old days of Geek's Corner where there was always the cricket, but it was actually in the studio? Yeah, that used to happen. Uh, So Disney Parks Experiences and Products are moving 2,000 jobs over to Florida. Um, Part of it is cost. Part of it's a better uh, or more friendly business environment, I think they said. And um, you will see different people from different areas of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, including Imagineering, um, heading on over to Florida. What do you think about this change? (laughs) Um, 
I, okay, I feel two different ways about it. And I think that's okay to feel two different ways about it. Um, there is part of me that for the people that have a life established here in California and are not going to pick up and move across the country, I, I feel very sad for those people because they are potentially going to be choosing to leave their job that they care a lot about um, simply because that's not feasible for them um, because they have children or family or whatever. Like they have things here that they aren't going to uproot their lives. Um, so that to me is where a lot of like my sadness comes in with this decision, just because I think for those people, it's going to be very, very hard. The other side of things is that I think that competitively, this is a very smart decision, especially as Universal Orlando is going to be building Epic Universe. I think there's going to be a lot of exchanging of creative talent, I guess you could say, in Central Florida. Um, and I think that competition makes for better creativity. Also be interesting to see if that leads to a new park in Florida. I would be very interested. I don't know, but uh, that's... I'd also don't think this is a bad thing for Disneyland. I know a lot of people have been saying that. I don't think that that's what this would mean. Um, I think that it would simply encourage more creativity. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Shanghai has suffered because Imagineering is based in Glendale. Agreed. Um, I actually I'm going to take a weird approach on this as being a kid that moved around a lot as a kid. Um, I don't actually think this is bad for families is sometimes a move like that really brings people together and um, and it'll be interesting to see who decides to go and who doesn't. And I wouldn't fault people either way. Um, and, you know, part of this is, I mean, this is the, this is a business at the end of the day. And for Disney to survive, they have to treat it like a business and they do have to keep moving uh, forward to quote a very famous gentleman. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to see how the dynamics change, how the culture changes. What is the culture going to be moving forward? We saw a shift in culture um, when Bob Iger took over from Michael Eisner and you know he made some changes too that uh, at the time weren't viewed as super popular but they turned out okay so it'll be interesting to see if things like this end up being a positive or ends up being a like what were you thinking kind of thing as as we move forward with that um, I do think it gives them a lot of space to expand which is probably a good thing for all of us whether it's Walt Disney World Disneyland just the the ability to synergize and expand and come up with more ideas and have more room to come up with more ideas um, could mean that we get cool stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, it will be very intriguing to see how that plays out, though. Agreed. But I don't see any huge red flags with it. No, and I, I mean, I already summed up what I had yeah, to say. Yeah, it makes sense. Finally, Chippendale... Park Life will be coming to Disney Plus on July 28th. We got a new trailer for that today. It doesn't look like we have enough time to really talk about said trailer, but we can talk about how cute they look and the premise of this, which is Chippendale living in a park in the middle of the big city, and they get helped by, well, they're basically standing up to bullies, it sounds like, yeah. and they're going to get help from Pluto and other Disney characters. And, uh, I will admit I am getting a little bit of a hint of like, oh, are they going to kind of expand the world that Chippendale live in kind of like they did with DuckTales? Like, I'm wondering Ooh. if we're going to see a Rescue Rangers type 
world building thing um like we saw with ducktales and how they brought in uh uh darkwing duck so i'm i'm really intrigued by this and i'm very curious to see like what this is actually like because each episode is three i think seven minute segments yeah so basically three cartoons and um it will be very like i like that because it's quick you don't have to actually sit and watch a whole thing forever um so it'll be very consumable in an easy way and um and i'm hoping like yeah as clocky says i hope it expands the disney afternoon universe afternoon verse yes what do you think about this show I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like that they're like bite-sized adventures, I guess you could call them. Uh, yes, the Disney Afternoon Universe. Um, I mostly in my head when I see July 28th, I'm like, oh, that's the end of the month. And I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. That's it's almost week. here. Yep. That's in a week. Also, Behind the Attraction shows up tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. I wrote a review. It's on DapsMagic.com. Don't miss look it. At it. And it's worth watching. We had a blast reviewing it. Yeah. Um, I. What do you think of the style of Chippendale? I don't know if we've talked about this now that I'm thinking about it. I think it looks nice. Um, I am somebody. This might get me attacked. <laughs> I don't exactly love the animation style of the Mickey cartoons of the mm. the Mickey shorts okay. that like the cartoon or the uh, croissant and the Potato Land like those Mickey shorts. I don't love the animation style. Um, but I think that this is kind of in that almost realm of that animation style but i think it's very like cute yeah you know if that yeah. makes any sense um i think it looks i think cuter. it'll sell a lot of merchandise oh for sure <laughs> yeah. like i would like to see chippendale in this animation style as little plushies uh-huh. little shoulder guys you can have or chip and you can have new emos. new emos yeah like i think i think <laughs> a lot of those things could happen uh, but we're running out of time tonight, Katie. So what should people do? Shoot at AppsMagic.com. Check out all the Disney and Geek News as it happens. Read my review of Behind the Attraction before it premieres on Disney Plus at midnight tonight. Um, subscribe to our mailing list so you don't miss anything. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got lots of videos that continue to be posted and more live streams coming up as well. You don't want to miss any of those because we've got a, a lot of fun stuff in the works. But that is all the time that we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.